It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team and this pitch hit in the air to deep right field McCarthy's going back on the track at the wall turns around and there it goes a home run for Matt Carpenter had a two-run double in the first a sack fly in the third and now a solo shot here in the fifth Padres are back up by four it's five to one Matt Carpenter leads the way, a three-hit, five-RBI day for Carpenter as the Padres win it 7-5 over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Padres take three of four in the desert from the Arizona D-backs. Final totals in this game for San Diego, seven runs, eight hits, no errors. And for the Diamondbacks, five runs, six hits, and no errors. With the win, uh, the Padres improve to 12-12 on the year. Arizona drops to 12-11 on the season, so the Padres move back even to 500. A lot to break down from this ball game here today. Padres had some very good offensive performances, including Matt Carpenter, three hits, five RBIs, a home run. Jake Cronenworth had a couple of base hits, two RBIs. Juan Soto had a hit, a couple of walks. Hugh Darvish was very good, five and two-thirds innings. Just one earned run given up. Darvish did come out of the game uh, with what looked like an issue with his right leg. Hopefully we'll find out more from Bob Melvin on that coming up. And the Padres, all in all, have now won four or five after losing six of seven. They get a well-deserved off day tomorrow. And the Padres will try to keep the good times rolling in Chicago this coming week as this road trip continues. The Padres also wrap up an 18-game in 18-day stretch, 24 games in the first 25 days of the season. So all good stuff there. And the Padres get a good couple of wins both yesterday and today as they beat Arizona again by the final of 7-5. to five. A lot to do in our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. We'll go back to Arizona in just a little while. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. On the other side of this break, we'll also take a listen back to a lot of the highlights from this game. Take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Take your phone calls and much, much more to get to as the Padres once again win it 7-5. to We'll come back with more after this on the Padres Radio Network. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Post game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here today in this series finale in Arizona. The Padres 7 and the Diamondbacks 5. Again, final totals here today for San Diego. 7 runs, 8 hits, no errors. And for Arizona, 5 runs, 6 hits, and no errors. With the win, the Padres move back to 500 at 12 and 12. Diamondbacks drop to 12 and 11. And all of a sudden, the Padres have won 4 or 5 after losing 6 of 7. Uh, uh, before the uh, last five-game stretch. So the Padres playing better, not everything going uh, exactly perfectly, but uh, the Padres find a way to win three of four against this Arizona team that, by the way, entering this series had been playing very well. For whatever it's worth, the Diamondbacks, even though it's early, still a first-place team entering today, and the Padres went to Arizona and took care of business. One three of four against, let's be honest, a team they should win Three of four again. So all in all, a good win for the Padres here today. They take three of four from the Diamondbacks. Still a lot to do here in our post-game coverage. We'll go back to Arizona, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll also uh, take your phone calls if you want to get them in, 833-288-0973. The phone number, again, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved. You can also tweet at me at 973thefansd on Twitter or tweet at me, my uh, personal account, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y, L-E-V. Also find me on Instagram. Hit me up there, Sammy Lev. Shoot me a message. And on TikTok as well, at Sammy Levitt. If you have something good to say about this game, well, it can be really whatever you want to say about the game. But if you have a, a good thought, one worth reading on the air, might just read it on the air. If you tweet at me, send me a message, anything like that. And again, we will take your phone calls here coming up in just a little bit. But first, let's play back some of the highlights from this one here today. The Padres got off to a quick start against Diamondback starter Dre Jamison in the first inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. singled to start the game. Juan Soto singled to send it to Tis to third base. Manny Machado then grounded into a fielder's choice. Pavin Smith threw behind Tatis at third base as Tatis started to break for home. He was out, and the put out on that play went 3-5. to five. Xander Bogarts then walked to load the bases. Jake Cronenworth then hit a sack fly to left center. That scored Soto. The Padres led 1-0. Padres, though, weren't done. There were still two on and two out for Matt Carpenter. Jamison really laboring here in the first inning and this pitch hit in the air to deep center field. Thomas racing. Straight back. Still going back. It's off the base of the wall. Manny has scored. Bogarts is rounding third without a helmet. Here's the relay to the plate. Not in time. He scores standing up. And for the second consecutive day, Matt Carpenter, a double in the first inning, drove in one last night. This a two-run double, and the Padres lead it 3 to nothing. Padres would load the bases again later in the inning, but Jamison got out of it. Jamison throwing 43 pitches in the opening frame. He was done after one inning here today and those 43 pitches. So the Padres did a great job not just scoring Three runs in the first inning, but knocking Jamison out of this game really, really early. Fast forward to the third against Anthony Masevich. Jake Cronenworth led off with a triple. Carpenter picked up another RBI with a sack fly to left field. The Padres led four to nothing. Meanwhile, Yu Darvish allowed two walks, no hits, and three scoreless innings to begin his day. In the fourth inning, Darvish allowed a leadoff triple to Cattell Marte. First hit for Arizona of the afternoon. Darvish then walked Corbin Carroll. A sack fly from Evan Longoria scored Marte to make it four to one with Paven Smith at the plate Manny Machado made a great play Darvish deals and the pitch lined and caught by Manny at third base lunging to his left Machado went airborne came down hard but made the play two away cat-like reflexes from the minister of defense Great play in the hot corner for Manny Machado. Very nice catch, diving to his left. It likely saved a run. Darvish got out of the inning with just that one run allowed. In the top half of the fifth inning, the Padres got the run back, courtesy of Matt Carpenter. And this pitch hit in the air to deep right field. McCarthy's going back on the track at the wall. Turns around, and there it goes. A home run for Matt Carpenter. Had a two-run double in the first, a sack fly in the third, and now a solo shot here in the fifth. Padres are back up by four. It's 5-1. to Darvish tossed a 1-2-3 fifth inning. In the sixth inning, Darvish allowed a walk and a single, but struck out two. He came out of the game while facing Paven Smith, threw a pitch and appeared to injure his right leg. 
I don't want to say that with too much conviction because we, we don't really know what the injury was. He was stretching out what appeared to be his right leg. He walked off the field with Padres athletic training staff. We'll see if there's an update on Darvish from Bob Melvin in just a bit. When we hear from Melvin, we should have him coming up here in just a few minutes. Brent Honeywell replaced you, Darvish. He would strike out Jake McCarthy with the bases loaded to end the inning and keep it a 5-1 game. Padres struck again in the seventh against the D-backs bullpen. Bogarts drew a two-out walk. Jake Cronenworth was next. Long look at Bogarts. Now the 1-0 pitch. Cronenworth swings, hits it in the air to deep right center field. McCarthy back into the gap. Not going to get there. Hops up against the top of the wall. Bogarts rounding third on his way. There will not be a throw to the plate. An RBI double for Cronenworth and a 6-1 Padre lead. Next up, guess who? Matt Carpenter. Oh, and two on Carpenter, man supply deals. That's a hard hit line driving to left center field. Carroll and Thomas coming together. He split the gap up against the wall. Another extra base hit. Cronenworth will come into score. Carpenter into second with another RBI double. His third extra base hit of the day and 7-1 pods in the seventh. All right, so the Padres led 7-1. You're feeling good, feeling like this game is put away, but the Padres needed those insurance runs. Here's why. Alec Thomas and Nick Ahmed hit back-to-back home runs against Brent Honeywell to begin the seventh inning, and just like that, it was 7-3. In the eighth inning, the D-backs scored again against Tim Hill. Corbin Carroll led off with a double. He scored on a Lourdes Gurriel RBI ground out. With two men away and nobody on, it was Jake McCarthy. A one from Hill hit in the air to deep right field. Fernando going back into the gap on the track at the wall. Going to go. Home run, Jake McCarthy, is first of the year. Third home run in the last two innings for the Diamondbacks. And all of a sudden, this is a two-run game. Seven to five here in the eighth. Hill would get out of the rest of that inning with the Padres still leading 7-5. Padres didn't score in the top of the ninth inning against Kevin Ginkle. We went bottom nine, and the great thing about this Padres team in this bullpen right now, they have an absolute shutdown closer in Josh Hader. Hader entered the ninth inning looking for his eighth save in this series. He had gone six up and six down. Guess what? No different here today. It went 1-2-3. Here's the 1-1 from Hader. That is swung on and popped up. First base, foul ground. Cronenworth drifting across the line. Near the side, warning track. He makes the catch, and the ball game is over. Padres take three out of four here in Arizona. Hader saves all three. And don't look now, but the Pods have won four out of their last five games. And Hader goes nine up and nine down in those three save opportunities. He continues to be terrific. And like Jesse said, the final score, the Padres seven and the Diamondbacks five as the Padres take three of four from the Arizona Diamondbacks. As Jesse said, they've won four of five. That's after losing six of seven. A nice series win for the Padres. And now they will get a well-deserved off day tomorrow in Chicago. Padres win it seven to five. Let's go back to Arizona. Hear from Padres manager, Bob Melvin after this series win. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Bob, a nice way to end the series. It was. It was. Anytime you, I mean, three out of four is tough to do, so... You know, these guys have played well all year. There are a lot of things they do really well. We were able to shut down at least a little bit uh, in the series and to be able to take three out of four from a good team on the road, we'll take it. Another real solid effort by you before we break it down. Just how's he doing physically? He's, you know, it was just, it was a right hamstring cramp. Uh, he was a little dehydrated. And I think when he went down to try to stretch that, his other hamstring started cramping a little bit. So no pull should be good for his next time around. As far as the stuff went, not a bunch of strikeouts until a little bit later when he needed them. It seemed right. like he was using the entire repertoire. Yeah, I mean, he's got great feel for what he needs and, you know, wanted to be out there for a while today, too. He knew we were a little short in the bullpen, but, um, and I think that's the reason maybe for trying to a little bit early count contact early on. And then when he needed a strikeout, he got it when he needed it. It seemed like he started throwing a little bit harder, too. A few walks, which is not really what he does some, but only gave up two hits and, does what you does. Big game for Matt Carpenter. Really yeah. a nice series for him. Fantastic. You know, it's left hanging in there on lefties too, driving the ball a big part of the ballpark. Uh, out over. That was his thing. That's his kind of his theme here the last couple of games. So uh, nice that uh, 
you know, he's contributing like he did, obviously knocking in five runs out of seven. We'll take that. Does might that hit against the lefty mean anything going forward? Yeah, I, look, it's all feel. I mean, you look at his numbers last year against lefties, he, he, he did fine against them. He actually did well against them, but we also have Nelson Cruz here. Certain guys are swinging good at certain times, and Cruiser was swinging better than he was a little bit earlier, and right now Matty's swinging a little bit better, so we'll we'll play what we think you know is the hot hand, but we also don't want guys sitting around too long. The at-bats that Carpenter has, the way he's kind of stationed in that lineup below those first five guys, yeah. like how frustrating can that be for opposing pitchers, and is that kind of the point? Yeah, there's going to be some guys on base, you know, and, and depending on where we hit them, you know, we try to take advantage of potentially a pinch hit, but today I wasn't going to pinch hit for him. So I put him behind Crony, um, and you know we were just kind of kind of go with the guys that were in the lineup today. But uh, yeah, I know he's he's feels pretty good about knocking some of the guys in front of him. How pleased have you been with Jake's uh, bats? I mean, there've been kind of some struggles. He's facing really good pitchers yeah. and starting to hit the ball. Yeah, I think lefties actually get him on track a little bit. It gets him a little bit shorter, a little bit more on top, and you know thinking a little bit more the other way. And I think sometimes. He'll tend to want to pull and get a little, you know, steep with his swing. Um, but it seems like here in the last few games that staying on top of the lefties has been good for him. You mentioned the four-game series are tough. You've had a lot of them to start the season. Yeah, I know. Uh, what is that challenge when you're? It is. It's, it's tough to win those series. So you know, we were we beat the Braves three out of four there, which was great. You know, to take this one here. We're starting to play a little bit better. I'll tell you what, though, everybody's looking forward to this off day. It feels like we're about 50 games into the season already. Uh, Hader is locked in. How did that happen? Hader? Hader is locked in. How did that happen? He lives locked in. <laughs> he's just really good. Well, sometimes he's been... Well, that's like anybody, but, he, but, you know, last year at the end, he was fantastic, and he's carried it right into the season. How important is it with Carpenter to have the ability to have power in bunches like that? Yeah, look, I mean, shoot up and down the lineup, too. I mean, Kimmy's got power. Grish has got power down there, so... You know, on days that you're not stringing hits together, you know, one swing in the back can get you a run or two. I think that's one of the strengths of our team. How do you reflect on the 24 and 25 to start the season and the way you were able to navigate it pitching-wise and get through it? Yeah, I, look, and, and using some different guys in the bullpen, the bullpen has really showed up strong here recently. So, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, uh, you know, really after the, the night game in, in New York and then going to Atlanta and getting in at 4 in the morning, it's just felt like a blur ever since. And there has been no break. So, like I said, we're looking forward to that off day. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Arizona. Padres win this game 7-5 over the Arizona Diamondbacks. A lot of good thoughts there on Jake Cronenworth on the offense on this 24 games in 25-day stretch for the Padres. They'll get an off day tomorrow. Very well deserved. And I have to say I love that uh, quote from Bob Melvin when he was asked about Josh Hader. And he said about Josh Hader, he lives locked in. And Hader has been... Absolutely locked in to begin the year. Like we said earlier, Hader picking up his eighth save in eight opportunities. He has been terrific, a 0-8-2 ERA now uh, through the start of the season. So Hader continues to be great. Padres got enough offense, did a really good job in this game tacking on, and guess what? They needed each and every one of those runs here today. Uh, it was a 7-1 game, but then the Diamondbacks, to their credit, getting two in the seventh inning to make it 7-3, two more in the eighth inning to make it 7-5. So the Padres did a good job scoring early, tacking on, Good got a, a good start from you, Darvish. And I also want to mention, you heard there, thankfully, nothing too serious for you, Darvish. He had a right hamstring cramp. And apparently started feeling it maybe in the other leg. It sounded like there too. But just a cramp and Bob Melvin saying he should be good to go his uh, next time around in the rotation. So that's very, very good news that it doesn't sound like anything serious for uh, you, Darvish. And I'll tell you what, when I saw Darvish sort of stretching out that right leg, my mind went to cramp initially just because you see in other sports a lot whether it's basketball or football, you see when a guy has a cramp, kind of that that stretching out of the leg. I'm, again, I'm no doctor here, but uh, I guess I was hoping it would just be a cramp, something like that, and uh, turns out it was a, a right hamstring cramp for you, Darvish. And then, again, it sounded like Bob Melvin was saying that, uh, uh, that Darvish sort of felt it in the other leg too. So bottom line, doesn't sound like anything 
uh, all that series for you, Darvish, which is certainly very, very good news in addition to this 7-5 win. We'll come back. I'll provide some of my thoughts when we come back. We'll also take your phone calls, 833-288-0973. Give out our daily awards. Take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard and much more to get to. Final score in Arizona is the Padres win 3 of 4 from the D-backs, the Padres 7, and the D-backs 5. We keep it rolling on our post game after this on the Padres Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Arizona today, the Padres 7 and the Diamondbacks 5. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Sunday afternoon. Hope you're enjoying a beautiful day here in America's finest city. Padres with the win improved to 12 and 12. They're back to 500. Diamondbacks with the defeat dropped to 12 and 11 as the Padres Win three of four from the Diamondbacks in this four-game series. Still a lot to do on our post-game show. We'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit. We can also squeeze in some of your phone calls here, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call. And uh, we'll also give out many of our daily awards coming up here on the post-game show as well. Again, the final totals here today for the Padres, seven runs, eight hits, no errors. And for the Diamondbacks, five runs, Six hits and no errors. I'll tell you what. I think today is a good day to sort of pause and look at where the Padres are at right now. It's the end of an 18-game and 18-day stretch. The end of a start to the season where the Padres played 24 games in 25 days. They've played more games than any team in baseball. And... I think a few things can be true at once. Number one, has it been a perfect start? No. Would you have wanted the start to be better than 12-12? and Yes. Has the offense gone through its struggles? Yes, certainly. It's looked better the last couple of days collectively. Yesterday, five runs on six hits, but the hits they had with runners in scoring position were really important. Today, seven runs on eight hits, and you certainly liked what the middle to bottom of the order did, especially here today with Cronenworth, a couple of big hits, and then Matt Carpenter having a three-hit, five-RBI day. Sitting at 12-12, and and here's the good news. Even though it hasn't been the start that I think everybody envisioned or hoped for, here's the bottom line. Right now, they sit a half game behind Arizona for first place in the NL West. Now, certainly had the Padres played better as a whole over the first 24 games here, you'd probably be sitting in first place. But considering we know this team has not played up to their capability and has not played um, as a whole, meaning they haven't had Fernando Tatis Jr. or Joe Musgrove until this past weekend, this past series, you know what? You look at it, you zoom out, even though it hasn't been the start you envisioned, they're back to 500. Now you have a span where you get some off days mixed in here, one tomorrow. You have one on Friday as well. The Padres are going to get a boost in that bullpen with having Ryan Weathers and Nick Martinez going to the bullpen, getting you Darvish now built up all the way, and certainly he's been uh, very good here over the last couple of starts today. Thankfully, the uh, injury news was nothing uh, too serious with just a, a right hamstring cramp, and uh, sounds like he'll be good to go the next time around in the rotation you look now, the Padres have won four of five after losing six of seven, finally have an off day, have a good series win on the road. Not that it's been perfect, but I think you can kind of take a deep breath and hope that this is the, the start of this team really starting to get going offensively today. And you pair it with what happened yesterday. Juan Soto had a couple of hits, a couple of runs scored yesterday, had a base hit, 
walked a couple of times, scored a run. Hopefully that's a sign of him starting to come around. Manny Machado hit some balls hard today, uh, had a base hit in this game. Hopefully that's a sign of Manny starting to come around. Jake Cronenworth had a couple of big hits in this game, both off left-handers, had the RBI double in the seventh inning. And I'll tell you what, the first inning I thought, was a really good representation of what this offense can do and how deep it can be. You look at the first inning against Ray Jamison. Number one, the Padres really made Jamison work. He threw 43 pitches. He was done after one inning in this game here today. Fernando Tatis Jr., hard hit single. Juan Soto, hard hit single, just like that. Runners on first and third. Machado rolls one to first base. Fernando gets caught off third base. All right, one out, still runners on first and second. Then Xander Bogarts walks. Cronenworth a sack fly to make it one nothing. And then you have Matt Carpenter, a well-struck two-run double off the center field fence. And just like that, it's a 3 nothing game. And even after that, Kim walks, Grisham walks, Nola strikes out. So it could have been an even bigger inning than just the three runs. But I point to that first inning because if the guys at the top can produce and get on base and you get the kind of production that you should get out of guys like Cronenworth and Carpenter and Kim and Grisham and Nelson Cruz when he's in there, it shows you the depth of this lineup when they're at full strength and especially when Soto and Machado really get going in the middle of this order, what this lineup could do again has it been perfect no was it perfect today no but you got a little taste of it I thought in that first inning just kind of one through seven eight even going all the way down to one through nine what this lineup could be capable of it was a little just a little taste of of I think when when this lineup is at their best and getting on base what they could potentially do one through nine so again has it been An excellent start to this season with the expectations this team has. No. I mean, 12-12 and is not that. But, again, here on April 23rd, even with all that said, with the offensive struggles, all of it, you look up and the Padres are a half game behind the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers for first place. It's not like everybody else has got off to this torrid start. It really has not happened that way. So, again, the Padres have work to do. Cubs have... Uh, played pretty well here to begin the year. They're 12-9. and nine. you got to go on the road. You gotta, you're got you going to Mexico City after that to play the Giants, then come back home to Petco Park. But you hope that maybe this is kind of like one of those reset moments where the team is back at 500. You're right in the mix here in the NL West, a half game out. You've won four of five after losing six of seven, a nice series win after playing 18 days in a row. You finally have a day off. Maybe this is a moment where this team can feel good going into an off day and take off when they get to Chicago and go win some more games and then keep it rolling into Mexico City and beyond. I think that's got to be the hope right now. So considering they weren't whole, no Fernando, no Musgrove, we know they haven't had Robert Suarez, the bullpen just from a personnel standpoint, is getting much deeper with the addition of Martinez and with Weathers and certainly with the way Wilson's performed and Hader has been terrific. He was awesome in this series, three saves. He went nine up, nine down in the three saves, so he continues to be great. I just think even though it hasn't been necessarily the start through 24 games that everybody envisioned, that, you know what, you look up and it's like, you know, we go win some more games on this road trip and come back home still playing well, things will start rolling, I think, for this team a lot more. So I think it's just a good day with the off day tomorrow and 24 games in and after this series win as the Padres have bounced back nicely in this series after at one point losing six of seven. Now they've won four of five. I just think it's a good moment to kind of take that perspective of where we are here on April 23rd. All right, we'll continue on with our post-game show. Again, the final Padres 7, Diamondbacks 5. A lot of home runs hit today in the major leagues. Let's tell you all about them. Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. We have one game still going on, the Giants and the Mets. 
in San Francisco in the third inning. Giants leading 2-0. Everything else has gone final. We have 42 home run hitters today from 21 different teams. A lot of home runs. We're going to run through them all right now. Ready? Here we go. For the Diamondbacks, Alec Thomas, Nick Ahmed, Jake McCarthy all went deep. Solo shots for all three. For Atlanta, Kevin Pillar had a solo home run. Justin Turner and Masataka Yoshida had home runs for the Red Sox today. For the Cubs, John Gomes had a home run. Jose Ramirez, Josh Bell had home runs for Cleveland. For Kansas City, MJ Melendez, Vinny Pasquintino, Bobby Witt Jr. hit home runs. For the Angels, Taylor Ward, Mike Trout, and Shohei Otani. They didn't just have home runs. They went back-to-back-to-back in that game for the Angels today. For the Dodgers, Mookie Betts, Max Muncy, J.D. Martinez all had home runs. Two-run homers for Betts and Muncy. For Miami, John Birdie, Avasael Garcia hit home runs for the Marlins. For the Milwaukee Brewers, Brian Anderson had a couple of home runs. A couple of solo homers. For Minnesota, Jorge Polanco had a solo home run. Michael A. Taylor a solo shot as well. For the Yankees, Anthony Rizzo had a solo home run in the Bronx. For Oakland, Shea Langliers had a two-run home run. For the Phillies, Trey Turner, Cody Clemens, Bryson Stott, and Brandon Marsh all had home runs. For the Padres, we know Matt Carpenter had a solo home run in this game. For the Giants, Tyro Estrada has hit a solo home run already for the Giants. For the Mariners, Jared Kelnick had a solo home run. For the Cardinals, Lars Newtbar, Nolan Gorman, and Paul DeYoung had home runs. For Tampa Bay, Luke Rayleigh had a two-run home run. Harold Ramirez had a solo homer. For the Rangers, Robbie Grossman had a three-run home run. And for the Blue Jays, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had a two-run home run. Dalton Varsho, the former D-back, had a solo shot for the Blue Jays. And that's a look at all the home run hitters today in the major leagues. A great job by our great studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, for compiling that list. I could not read off all those home runs and not give credit to Frank Marchese, who put together that list. He was working on it all day and doing a great job. Great job, Frank. Look at all those home run hitters. There is no way that I would have been able to keep track of all that today without a little help from Frank Marchese. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game in this 7-5 Padres win. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game, we will go with... You Darvish, he was good today. Very, very good. Nearly got through six innings of one-run ball. Five and two-thirds innings, one earned run given up. I thought pretty impressive today. Had good stuff. He did a walk five. Now, one of those walks was when he came out with the hamstring issue, the hamstring cramp, as we learned. Brent Honeywell came in, issued a walk. So, one of the walks was not against him. Even without that, he did walk four. So, the walks were higher than what he would have liked, but... You Darvish today, five and two-thirds innings, one earned run given up. Did a really nice job, 102 pitches, and he's our ace pitcher of the game. Nice job today by you Darvish, who picks up his first win of the season with that performance here today against the Arizona Diamondbacks at Chase Field in Phoenix. All right, so let's go to the phones. We got a few phone calls on the line here. Want to uh, get to one before we go to break. Let's go to Jerry, who's calling in from Las Vegas. Hi, Jerry. Welcome to the Padres postgame show on the Padres radio network. How are you? All right. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jerry. Hey, that's good. Just a good one for the Padres today. Mm-hmm. the vibe. But uh, I'll take, you know, being a half game out rather than being, you know, six or seven games out. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody else is doing good. So, Padres, one day at a time, one one win at a time. Um, I think um, they'll, they'll get clicking, the Padres. What do you think about the catching position? Is the catching going to hurt us, you know, long-term, the catching? Yeah, Jerry, I appreciate the call. And, and on your first point, uh, look, I'm, I'm with you. And when I when I earlier in the segment kind of read off they were 12 and 12 and went through the standings and said it was a good moment just to put in perspective where they are, you know, not that you said this, Jerry, but just to be clear, you know, I was not 
sitting here saying that it's been a, a wonderful start to the year, 12 and 12. I think all of us expected the record through 24 games to be better and the offense to be more consistent. But when you consider who they've missed and some of the struggles and now you look at the standings and the tough schedule and the teams they've played, you know what? It could be a lot worse. So, Jerry, I, I agree with you on that. Um, as far as the catching, you know, Austin Nola was 0 for 4 today with three strikeouts. Uh, he was the only guy that didn't reach base today for the Padres. Yesterday, Nola 0 for 3 with a walk. Before Luis Camposano got hurt, it was pretty clear that Camposano was going to get more playing time. I don't know that it was going to be an even split with Austin Nola, but... I think for two reasons, Nola struggles offensively, and Camposano, when he had opportunities, was hitting, and he was earning more of the playing time. Now, unfortunately for Camposano, has the thumb issue and goes on the IL, so for now, it's going to be Nola uh, playing almost every day, and then Brett Sullivan will, you know, back him up, uh, you know, maybe a day or two per week right now until Camposano gets back, but unless things change um, as far as where we were at with Camposano and Nola when Camposano hit the IL, I think it's going to be a more of a split moving forward with Camposano and Nola. That appeared to be the plan for the Padres before Camposano got hurt. Um, you know, look, I think offensively you want some more in that position than what Nola's done so far. Now, Nola could get hot. He could hit the ball better, produce more offensively, but I, I don't think it's a secret right now that um, typically throughout the early part of this year, you haven't got a ton from Austin Nola yet offensively, and that is part of the reason why when Camposano was healthy, Camposano was going to play more. Um, so we'll see. Um, you know, here's the other thing. In this lineup, it's not a spot even when Nola is playing. It's not a spot where with the other names in this lineup where you necessarily have to get a ton of offense out of it. Now, with that said, if you're not going to get a ton of offense out of it, then there obviously has to be a degree of value in game calling, in defense. Um, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But for now, I think when Camposano gets back, you know, it's it's probably going to be somewhat of an even split. That's where we, we were at, you know, right before Camposano got hurt. It was unfortunate for Camposano because – he seemed poised to take some of that playing time from Nola, and then he got hurt. So for right now, um, it's going to be Nola and then Sullivan backing up every once in a while. But you would love to get more offense out of that spot from Austin Nola. Nola on the year now, he's batting just 132. It's been a, a rough start to the year. He's uh, 7 for 53. He only has two extra base hits, a couple of RBIs. So you're, you're not – look, to your point, Jerry, you're not getting – a ton offensively out of that spot right now, which is why when Camposano was not on the IL, he was going to play more because the Padres were forcing his hand and uh, forcing their hand, Camposano was, and, you know, Nola has not really done a whole lot offensively yet. So uh, we'll see what happens when Camposano comes back. Hopefully uh, that's sooner rather than later, and I hope so for him because, you know, he was he was going to play more and had done some good things offensively. I was I was right there in the group of people that were excited to see what Luis could do with more playing time, but unfortunately, and injuries happen, he got hurt. So uh, we'll see what happens when Camposano comes back. Appreciate the call. We'll get to more of your phone calls. We do have some other callers on the line, so if you're waiting on hold, stay with us. We'll get to more of the phone calls when we come back. On the other side of this break, we'll also take a look the out-of-town scoreboard and more again the final score Padres seven Diamondbacks five we keep it rolling on our post-game show after this on the Padres radio network our post-game show continues here on the Padres radio network Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios Padres win it seven to five Against the Arizona Diamondbacks, Padres take three of four from the D-backs in this four-game series Thursday through Sunday. Padres improved to 12-12, and 12, back to 500 on this still very young 2023 season. I'm looking at our uh, studio coordinator, Frank Marchese. Frank, have we done a legal ID? No, we have not. Good, I asked. All right, let's pause for station identification on the Padres Radio Network. KWFNFM and KWFN HD1 San Diego. Sorry. This is Nick Martinez. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. 
See, that's what a good uh, host and uh, studio coordinator do. They connect. They just talk with their eyes. And we uh, figured it out that we needed a station ID. Got it for you uh, here on 97.3 The Fan, Padres Radio Network. Padres win it 7-5 over the Diamondbacks. Let's go back to the phones. Again, 833-288-0973. The phone number, 833-288-0973. Let's go to Kevin, who's calling in from Michigan. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Sammy. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right, Kevin. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, pretty good series by the boys, taking three out of four. Mm-hmm. Nice to have nice to have El Nino and Java Joe back. It looks like that was making a difference maybe for the morale of the team, per mm-hmm. se. But I don't think, um, other than leading off the ball game, I don't think Tatis has had an at-bat with a runner on, has he? So I think I would like to see Tatis maybe get slotted down so he can mm. – have the ability to hit with runners in scoring position or someone on base. Cause I mean, I mean, it's nice to get that home run, but it was just a solo shot, but yeah, I'd like to see, uh, I think Soto needs to stop taking pitches down the middle and waiting for, you know, quote his pitch per se, because mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of times he's down in the count. Oh, and two. And then at that point, all he can do is protect. You can't wait after that point. And, uh, kind of stole my thunder on the catching position because, to my knowledge, at least in the last calendar year, the only time I can remember Nola hitting a home run was at Coors Field. And, I mean, my goodness, I barely have any power, and I could hit a home run out of there probably. So I don't know, like, if his knees are hurting from catching too much or if he's just regressing overall. But, yeah, Camposano looks like he was getting more playing time. But yeah. I think Sullivan, Sullivan for now should get more playing time per se. So I have Nola on the bench for a little bit. And I got to say, I'm a little bit disappointed in Hassan Kane lately. I mean, yeah, he got that game-winning hit yesterday, but it's like, what, one for 25 in this last at-bash or whatever? So I'm thinking maybe give Hassan a couple days off, let Jake play second, and uh, let let the carpenter, you know, take over first base for a while. I got to say, I've never liked the Nelson Cruz signing from the beginning in the first place because I think he's just a straight-up home run or strikeout hitter and back to his days back in Texas, back when the Tigers were playing Texas in the playoffs back a long time ago. He was always a home run or a strikeout guy and just had horrible plate discipline. Mm-hmm. And at least Matt Carpenter has decent base, decent plate well, discipline. Well, so I can – yeah. Sorry, go ahead. yeah, yeah, Kevin, appreciate the call, and uh, thank you for tuning in for calling in, um, and, and there was a lot in that call. Um, look, I, I don't think Nelson Cruz has horrible plate discipline. I mean, he's been a he's been a good hitter here for a long time. You don't do what he's done in the major leagues if you don't have some form of, of plate discipline. Uh, look, lately for Nelson, it's been a struggle, and Matt Carpenter's played really well for the last couple of games, and he was awesome today. The Padres... Don't win this game without what Carpenter does with the three hits, the home runs, and the five RBIs. Um, look, th- there was a lot there on the call. Hassan Kim um, had the big hit yesterday, but aside from that hit, you're right on that point. It's been a tough stretch for Hassan. Um, you would love to get guys in front of Tatis on base, but I think he adds so much value in the leadoff spot, what he can do with the power, with the speed, and quite honestly, I don't think they're moving him out of that leadoff spot. Bob Melvin, I think, really likes him in that leadoff spot. But guys, you know, it requires guys in the bottom of the order to get on in front of him. Now, if we're at a point in the year where he's, you know, hitting home runs and all of them are with nobody on, look, I guess there's a scenario where you move him out and maybe there's, uh, you know, something to be said for, uh, uh, for having somebody – uh, in the uh, for having somebody uh, you know later in the order like a Fernando who could uh, hit the ball out of the ballpark uh, with uh, with runners on base, so you know maybe you move him down. But I got to be honest, I don't think that's going to happen, especially anytime soon. I think the Padres like having him in that leadoff spot, you know, with Soto. Uh, again, I'm just trying to recap what was in the call with Soto. You know, I understand. You know, people out there that look at the way he approaches his plate appearances and say, you know, you wish he would be more aggressive, but that's not his game. And it's something we've heard a lot about from Bob Melvin, from Juan. That's just not his game. He's always been a selective hitter. It's, I'll tell you what, I, I know there might be people out there frustrated by the idea that he walks you know, more than he's hit the ball hard this year for base hits. 
But that's part of his game. Look, he leads the major leagues in walks, and it is getting on base. That is part of—he's always been this selective grade-eye hitter. The difference has been in years past that he has just consistently driven the ball to all fields, and when he gets the pitch he's going to hit, he drives it, and he drives it hard. That has not happened as much, but I don't get the impression— that the solution to him really heating up here is all of a sudden completely changing the approach that got him to this point. He has always been that selective. He's always walked a ton. The difference for Juan, the start of this year, has just been when he does attack those pitches, you know, he's been pulling off. He has been driving it to all fields. That's what you're looking for from Juan Soto. I... I you know, the selective part of his game, I think, is part of what makes Juan Soto the great hitter that he's been over the early course of his career. So, I, I you know, we've heard about it from, from a lot of different people now. I don't know that you want Juan Soto to lose that selectiveness. The goal for him, I think, is to is to remain being that selective in drawing those walks, which he has always done his whole career even when he's been hitting in the 300s he has always walked at an extremely high rate it's part of why he's so good the key is when he gets that pitch to attack in the zone and he decides to attack it is about you know going back to what he's done which is spray the ball around to all fields and hit the ball hard into that left center field gap and I don't think you're going to see Juan change that approach I don't because that's just I don't think that's the hitter he is that's not what he's done in his career. And, um, you know, I, I think you would love that selective approach, but when you attack, you hit the ball hard to all fields. That's that's more what you're looking for right now. And for Juan, he had two hits yesterday, a hit today, walked a couple of times. Maybe it's a sign of him breaking out. We've seen him have some good games and then kind of fall back into the slump. So we'll see. Off day tomorrow, and let's see what he does in Chicago starting on Tuesday. I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, maybe he's starting to uh, come around here and really start to get going with the three hits in the last couple of days. So we'll see. All right, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game in today's 7-5 Padres win. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game, we will go with Josh Hader. Why not? Eight saves and eight opportunities. Two-run lead in the ninth inning. Has to face Ahmed, Perdomo, and Rojas. No different. One, two, three. It's been that way all series. One, two, three innings. Nine up, nine down in this series overall for Josh Hader. Three saves. He has been really, really good. Locked in. Great start to the year. And it's something I talked about earlier in the series you almost take it for granted when you have a guy at the back end of the bullpen, your closer, that you know can get those final three outs and do it really, really well. When you have a shutdown closer, it's a game changer for a team. It's a game changer for a bullpen. And the reason is, is because a lot of teams don't have that. You know, you wonder why what it was such a big deal when the Mets lost Edwin Diaz likely for the whole year. Well, yeah, you know, Diaz is is great for the Mets, but it's also because, like, other teams don't have it. Not everybody has that kind of closer, and when you have it, it is a game changer. It means that you have three outs and an inning a night when you have a lead that, for the most part, not that they're perfect, but for the most part, you don't have to worry about it. You know what you're getting, and... That's what Josh Hader has been. He has picked up right where he left off in the postseason. You know, he had the struggles when he first showed up to San Diego after the trade, but once he figured it out, he's been as good as you thought he would be, right? I mean, the postseason was awesome late in the year last year, and the regular season was awesome, and he has been equally as good here at the start of the year. So eight saves and eight opportunities. Most of the saves have not been... You know, filled with drama. It's not like he's dealing with a ton of base runners. He's been really, really good. And it's a part of this team where you may not think about it a ton because it becomes so automatic, but, boy, it's an important part of a winning team. And when you have that lockdown closer, it's so, so vital for a team. And Josh Hader has been that. So Josh Hader, 
our reliever of the game. Now let's tell you about our player of the game here on the Padres Radio Network. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game. This is an easy one today. Matt Carpenter. Three hits, a home run, five RBIs. Really, really good day for Matt Carpenter. After he had an RBI double yesterday, great day for Carp. Easily our player of the game here today. Led the offense. Big two-run double, made it 3-0 in the first inning. Sack fly in the third, made it 4-0. The home run in the fifth. RBI double in the seventh inning. And by the way, the insurance runs in that seventh inning, the back-to-back RBI doubles by Cronenworth and Carpenter, they were really important in this game, vitally important in this game. So Matt Carpenter, a player of the game, a five-RBI day for the mustache. Matt Carpenter, I guess Trent Grisham has a mustache as well right now. But uh, Matt Carpenter, the uh, power of the stash today, he was today's uh, mustache uh, hero, if you will, with the five RBIs as the Padres win it seven to five. We'll step aside here in our post-game show, come back, take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard and wrap things up from San Diego. Padres win it seven to five. They win this four-game series, take three of four from Arizona. Off day tomorrow, then it's off to Chicago to take on the Cubs. We'll preview that Opening game of three-game series in Chicago on Tuesday. Wrap things up when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Padres 7 and the Diamondbacks 5. Padres take 3 of 4 from the Arizona Diamondbacks. They've won 4 of 5. That's after losing 6 of 7. Padres have an off day tomorrow. Wraps up an 18-game and 18-day stretch. 24 games in 25 days to begin the season. And the Padres now 12-12, and back to 500. And even with the offensive struggles and uh, sort of a underwhelming I suppose you could say start to the season well Padres are 12 and 12 heading into the off day half game back of Arizona and LA for first place in the NL West and as I was saying earlier has it all been perfect no but you hope the Padres are starting to pick up some steam and hit their stride and enjoy an off day well deserved tomorrow with the rough stretch of games And look, it's not like anybody else in the division has really taken off either. So uh, even with the underwhelming start, Padres right in uh, the mix as far as the NL West. Really not much ground to make up at all. So uh, good stuff for the Padres here today as they win it 7-5 over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Let's take a look at what's gone on around the major leagues today. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We have one game going on right now. The Mets leading the Giants 3-2 in the fourth inning. Mets have just taken the lead in that game, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that one in San Francisco. Mets leading 3-2 over the Giants. Everything else has gone final today. The Phillies beat the Rockies 9-3 in Philadelphia. Alec Bohm had an RBI double in the seventh inning, made it 5-3. Philly, Phillies hit four home runs in that game by Turner, Clemens, Stott, and Marsh as the Phillies beat the Rockies. The Orioles beat the Tigers 2-1 in 10 in Baltimore. Adam Frazier scored on a wild pitch to end that game and give the Orioles a 2-1 win in 10. Pittsburgh beat Cincinnati 2-0 in Pittsburgh. Jack Sawinski, an RBI double in the eighth inning to give the Pirates a 2-0 lead. Pirates are 16-7 to begin the year. 16-7. What a start for the Pirates. Astros beat the Braves 5-2 in Atlanta. Jordan Alvarez, a two-run single in the eighth inning, tied the game at two. Alex Bregman, a two-run single in the ninth inning, helping Houston over Atlanta 5-2. Blue Jays beat the Yankees 5-1 in New York. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. 
had a two-run home run in that game, gave the Blue Jays a 2-0 lead in the sixth inning in that one. Tampa Bay, they keep on rolling 4-1 over the White Sox. Luke Rayleigh, a two-run home run in that game. Solo shot for... Harold Ramirez in that game for Tampa Bay as well. Guardians beat the Marlins 7-4 in Cleveland. Jose Ramirez, a two-run home run in that game for the Guardians. Amit Rosario also went 4-5 for five with four runs scored. Minnesota beats Washington 3-1 in Minnesota. Jorge Polanco had a solo home run in that game. Also had an RBI single in that game as well. The Dodgers beat the Cubs 7-3 in Chicago. Mookie Betts, a two-run home run in that game. Max Muncie hitting his 11th home run of the season in that one for L.A. as the Dodgers win it at Wrigley. That's where the Padres will go next. Red Sox beat the Brewers 12-5, including a big grand slam. 0-2, the pitch. Swing, there's a drive to right field, high and deep. Down the line it is going, and it is a grand slam home run for Masataka Yoshida. And it's been a nine-run inning here, and the Red Sox have broken it open. That was Joe Castiglione on WEEI in Boston. Masataka Yoshida, Grand Slam, and that 12-5 win for the Red Sox against the Brewers. Rangers beat the A's 5-2 in Arlington. Robbie Grossman had a three-run home run in that game for Texas. It was the Angels over the Royals 4-3, including back-to-back-to-back home runs from Ward, Trout, and Otani. And the pitch, Shohei swings and he hits one way out in right center. Showtime! Back-to-back. The back home runs and the Angels lead it four to two. That was the great Terry Smith on KLAA in Anaheim as uh, Otani caps that back-to-back home run situation for the Angels. St. Louis beat Seattle seven to three. In Seattle earlier today, Tyler O'Neill, RBI single in that game. Nolan Gorman had a three-run home run. Nets, again, are ahead of the Giants 3-2 right now in San Francisco. Again, Estrada, a home run. Brandon Nimmo just gave the Mets a lead, 3-2 with a sack fly in that game. A long way to go in that one in the fourth inning. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Sunday in the major leagues. Every Sunday is Military Sunday, and we want to take time to recognize and thank all military members for their amazing dedication and service. San Diego County Toyota dealers, proud partners of the Padres, are honored to support San Diego's military community. Taking a look at the upcoming schedule for the Padres, day off tomorrow, well-deserved, I think, for everybody. And I cannot be alone for people, whether it's players or coaches or broadcasters, anybody who is around the team and works every day they play, like me, I'm ready for an off day tomorrow. It was a whirlwind, spring training, getting back to San Diego, start of the year, and since then we've had one off day, 24 games in 25 days, 18 straight days with a game leading up to this off day. So this is, it's one of those off days, I think, for everybody, and I'd be surprised if uh, anybody disagreed with this. I think everybody needs it tomorrow. So uh, good news for the Padres. They win three or four against Arizona. Head into this off day uh, on a high note. And uh, we'll see what the Padres do beginning on Tuesday. Game one of a three-game series against the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field on Tuesday. First pitch on Tuesday in Chicago at 440. We'll be on the air with our pregame coverage at 340. Pitching matchup in game one of that series. Left-hander Blake Snell against left-hander Justin Steele. So a couple of southpaws going at it in the opening game of that three-game set at historic Wrigley Field. Taking a look at the final totals in this series finale here today as the Padres win 3 of 4 and they improve to 12 and 12 on the year. D-backs drop to 12 and 11. For the Padres, 7 runs, 8 hits, no errors, they left on 6. And for Arizona, 5 runs, 6 hits, no errors, they left on 5. Winning pitcher Yu Darvish who improves to 1 and 2, losing pitcher was Dre Jameson who drops to 2 and 1. The save goes to Josh Hader, he's now a perfect 8 for 8 in save opportunities. Time of game in Arizona, three hours and one minute, and the crowd at Chase Field, 23,655. 
That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, a day off tomorrow. We will talk to you beginning at 340 with our pregame coverage on Tuesday. First pitch at 440 in Chicago as the Padres begin a three-game series against the Cubs. Until then, for our great studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long. Again, the final score, the Padres 7 and the Diamondbacks 5. We'll talk to you on Tuesday on the Padres Radio Network.